WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Three of the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. If you miss any of the program, you can check out the Rich Keep Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Just subscribe, get all the hours, segments broken down for you right there. Listen to them anytime you want. And uh, all of a sudden, talking a lot about the Patriots offensive coordinator situation because Josh McDaniels could be back in play. And one of the reasons that's true is it just doesn't seem like Bill Belichick might have a job in 2024. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons have not hired anybody yet, but what felt like a done deal, what, fits you a week ago, is now mm-hmm. very much up in the air. They have so many different interviews going on. Mike Vrabel's going to get a second interview with the Falcons. So Right, and then hop a plane and go to Carolina. So he's making uh, making himself uh, available. And yes. Cranking up uh, in- interest for old Coach Vrabes. Uh, I... I, it, now I've I went from being on the same side of the street as everyone else, like shoe in, lock it up, ninety nine percent Belichick to the Falcons to overall now, Rich. I might think he's not coaching this next season. I know I definitely thought he was coaching. I that was one of my biggest takeaways from the exit interview that he, well not interview the exit statement that he gave, followed by the Robert Kraft sure statement that, that he gave. It just felt like, oh, there's a done deal here. And even if it wasn't one of the teams that had a vacancy right when the year ended, you figured with the results from wildcard weekend, somebody would fire their coach. Maybe not all three, you know, Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Bills, but somebody might fire their coach. Nope. As of right now, they're all keeping them. And so Bill Belichick might be done. Like Bill Belichick wants to coach. It, it, It couldn't be more obvious that he wants to coach. And yet the league is saying, no. We don't we don't want him. So now yeah. you gotta almost wonder like how's he feeling? Like if the Falcons do go back to him, honestly the Falcons could lower their offer. They could be like, Hey, listen, is this, you know, this or nothing. And I mean not just lower their like financial offer. I mean if there's a fight with Rich McKay and everybody that's sort of beneath Arthur Blank, mm-hmm. well, I'm like, Hey Bill, yeah, you can come in here, but no, you're not bringing Patricia McDaniels, you're not bringing all those guys, or you, or maybe you are bringing those guys, but you're not drafting any of the players. Like, I don't know. Bill might have to decide how important is this wins record versus you know the normal 100 percent total control that I have. Does he go the Sean Payton route, take it to Fox or NFL Network for a year, show everybody that he's still got it, let let a couple other high profile coaches flame out this season, take a year off? He'll probably be. Fresh as lettuce for next season and ready to rock and roll. I don't know, man. Maybe. I Peyton mean, but was, also 72. Like that's it. Going on 73 next year. Peyton didn't. Peyton was, what, 10 years younger when he did it? I think uh, whatever it is. He's a lot younger than, than Bill is. So if teams right now don't want Bill, what would make a team want Bill next year? You know, because uh, you're already talking about a two, question. three-year run. I just... This, to me, really feels like a mistake for the Jets. Because if you were the Cowboys, mm-hmm. as, as much as I would have, if I, I was in charge of the Cowboys, I would have gotten rid of Mike McCarthy. But the argument for McCarthy is, 
They had the number one offense in the regular season. They've been 12 and five each of the last three years. Dak Prescott had one of his best regular seasons that he's had. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the argument for him. Uh, with with the Bills, you're like, Sean McDermott's the best coach they've had since Marv Levy. Like, they make the playoffs all the time, and they're, they're like, eh, this close. And they were six and six, and then they turned it around. They won the division, and they lost to Mahomes by three. So that's sort of the argument there. I don't know what the argument is for Salah. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers would be a whole lot better because that window lines up, right? It's not like you have a young quarterback who's going to have Bill for two years and then Bill moves on and then it's like that guy has to start over himself. You're saying we're going all in for two years, Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick. That's the best one, and yet they are not doing it. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think I don't think a lot of us are going to get over Jerry Jones's either indecisiveness, loyalty, or frugality, or a combination therein, over holding on to Mike McCarthy. Well, what would he have to eat? One more year? Yeah, he's McCarthy just... McCarthy got like a four-year deal. But like the guy only... has done the exact same thing three years in a row. How are we to believe that he's not going to do the same thing again next year? Why will, it, why will next year be different if he has already clearly established a pattern? He just has a... Uh, like, I, I think... Jerry Jones has some sort of hold. Like he, Jason Garrett was there forever, and a decade. He's there a decade. Made the playoffs three times, three times in a decade wow. for the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of class. When he had Romo and Zeke and Des Bryant and Prescott at the end, like he had a bunch of talent, and he made the playoffs three times, and he kept bringing them back. I mean, the Dave Campbell one's thing. hilarious. Dave, he had Dave Campbell scored fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Campo was there for three years, and they were five and eleven for three straight years. After the first two five and eleven seasons, Jerry Jones <laughs> should have fired himself for yeah. keeping Dave Campo on his coach. So it's funny; everybody makes fun of Jerry Jones for being like the owner that is also the GM and all that. He actually picks players pretty well. He just can't pick coaches. He can't. He's had two good coaches, but he couldn't get along with them. And so Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells is kind of all he had. And, you know, Johnson had way more success than Parcells had. But at that point, the team was a mess because Parcells is the one who took over for Campo, Mm -hmm. got them to turn around for a little bit. But then he went to Phillips and then he turned it over to Garrett. And now he go from Quincy. Did he did Parcells go from Quincy Carter to Bledsoe and then Bledsoe to Romo or did it go? So there was also a year where Testaverde, I think, had the most starts for him. So he had he had Quincy Carter. Yep. Then he had uh, Vinny Testaverde, then he had Drew Bledsoe, then he had Romo. Yeah, okay. That was Parcells, because Parcells was only there four years, I think. Was he there for four years? Yeah. Four whole seasons. Made the playoffs year one, and then Mm -hmm. missed the playoffs for two years, and then his last year made the playoffs. No playoff wins, though. Parcells lost in the wild card round uh, two times there. You know, the Romo one is the famous botched snap on the game-winning field goal. Yeah. That was oh six, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're sticking there. So I mean, if Bill Belichick doesn't have a job, all these guys that are were hoping to just latch onto him like a catfish, they don't they don't have anywhere to go. Matt Patricia, who's leaving Philly, was probably waiting for Bill's next job. Joe Judge is waiting for his next job. McDaniel's maybe both of his kids, like all those guys are looking around. And then there was also the report was it Giardi that was saying even Matt Grow and Elliot Wolf might even leave with Bill. Well, then who'd, uh, I mean, we already don't know who's picking the players. I guess those are the ones that Mayo said on Monday are giving him advice and counsel. Yeah, but I mean. On like the players, personnel, all those, all those matters, but nothing is, 
Nothing yeah. is certain there. No, this is uh, just, what a strange situation. This is weird. And I thought it does seem like, uh, and we had a caller reference it earlier too. Like at least right now, teams are are going with like the new coach. They don't they don't want the retread. The one retread so far that's been hired is Jim Harbaugh. Even that one's a little bit different because he's been gone for a decade. He's been gone from the NFL for yeah for a decade. It's almost like like bringing Pete Carroll back. You know that was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, he's kind of following a yeah. Carroll-esque track, <laughs> yeah, if you will. Kind of. Hey, are there like? Did you win a national championship recently? Yep. Uh, are there possible sanctions waiting for you in college football Maybe. if you remain there? Perhaps. Yep. I uh, want to jump to the pros. Yep. No, but the, I mean, the Chargers are in good shape. That was definitely the best job out of all the eight that were available, and I think they got the best coach. They got the most uh, sure thing of the coaches. All the other guys maybe will be good. Maybe won't be good. We'll have to. They got cap issues. Watch out, though. His knowledge of his knowledge of the Michigan talent and the the Hosses, like who's that center of theirs? Uh, Zietler, Zittler, Zeitler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, I know he got injured, but that guy was an absolute. I think they already have Corey Lindsley in uh, L.A. Yeah, yeah, L.A. But like they have a mammoth offensive line. Whoever's eligible, they are great. Blake Corum now. Like, what if? What if Austin Eckler's like, you know what? I really want to go get paid somewhere else. Like, that's cool. Harbaugh will just take Cora Madra. Uh, well, that's what'll be early. interesting. Like, which guys they're on the clock for, and if like they're Mel Kiper's best available, and Harbaugh passes up on them, then you're like, oh, he knows. Like, he knows that they're not very good, right? They get. Mm-hmm. I still go back to the one I mentioned this on the air a while ago when Pete Carroll. Taylor Mays, the the safety from USC. It was, it was Pete Carroll's first year. Taylor Mays lit the combine on fire. He was incredible. He was like this, this high riser, so they thought. And the uh, Seahawks were on the board. They're like, they need a safety. And he took Earl Thomas. And you're like, yep. He he kind of and like Earl Thomas was great. And he, he picked the right guy. But they're like, oh man, his college coach didn't even take him. And then he kind of sunk a little bit. So Harbaugh, there's gonna be plenty of Michigan guys that are on the clock, and you wonder how many of them he he ends up taking. But Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, that remains the uh, the trio that is out there. But you also have Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll are all out there. I thought Pete Carroll was going to coach somewhere. He is not. No, that's let's that needs to be done. He, like, he is done because one of the three that is still out there is the team that just let him go. So, And I don't think he's even done. Has he done any interviews? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, isn't it most likely that he's just going to go like advisor. ascend to that yeah. advisor advisorial capacity in Seahawks front office? Like then at this point now we need like it's kind of crazy though because Vrabel's going to coach so so Vrabel will go. Well, I mean, I I guess all three of those teams I would say are in play for Vrabel: Atlanta, yeah. Carolina, Seattle. He could go anywhere, and it would, I'd I'd get it. Makes some sense. I wonder yeah, if the, and then Raheem Morris is the inexpensive alternative that would allow a lot of people in the front office or with executive positions in Atlanta uh-huh. to remain in place. Yeah, and then Bill's going to go like, "Am I moving to Seattle if I want to keep coaching this year?" Like, he's no, not going to Seattle. Now. He's not doing it. No. What a weird kind of uh, what a weird twist and turn here. I don't know where any of these guys are going. Because at one point, didn't it seem like Dan Quinn was going to get the Seahawks job? But I think that is really kind of uh, cool. Is that cooled off after yeah. uh, giving up a... I would say. A 50-burger, basically, to Green Bay? I would say so. You still have Bobby Slowick out there. You still have Frank Smith out there, potentially. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores. I don't, I don't know think, if any of those I don't guys... think B-Flow gets a job. Something about that narrative, you know, we were talking about, like, could Mac Jones return? Could it be McDaniels? McDaniels rehabilitates Mac Jones. 
And what a nightmare scenario that is for some people in Patriots I Nation do not, as well. I know you don't even want to stomach or entertain I do not right want now. Mac Jones back. I do not want Josh McDaniels back. And the only reason I even bring that up is Josh and Mac, the, the last time there was a little bit of success for both of them was together, and it was in 2021. And if you believe the reports out there about how much Kraft likes Mac Jones and Kraft wouldn't let Belichick trade Mac Jones, then wouldn't Kraft, who... Robert and Jonathan both clearly have more say in player personnel now than they did before, whether they are going to admit it publicly or not. They just do. Like there's nobody else up there making these moves. So if they're looking at it like, Hey, we think we can, we think we can turn Mac around. Mm-hmm. Does, does that then get filtered down and that affects what they do at three and that affects what they do at the quarterback position because they, they put all their eggs in the McDaniels, Mac Jones basket. That would be horrible. What is there a recent example of somebody come like well there was actually i watched god why do i allow myself to do this some reel or tiktok the other day where somebody was trying to explain how alex smith was a broken man and then jim harbaugh basically convinced him to stay and fixed him and then he goes off and becomes really good with kansas city for a while i mean you could argue that uh the way brian flores yo-yoed tua in and out of the lineup it's the the exact same thing yeah and then mcdaniel took over and you were good but the only difference is like Josh McDaniels worked with Mac Jones before and had the weird thing where he was gone for two years and then might come back, whereas Mike McDaniel never had a chance to work with Tua. But still, Tua was like, if you're bringing this guy in and out of the lineup and he's benched and he's starting and all this stuff, he could have been broken, and then he was Mm -hmm. obviously fixed by McDaniel. Yeah, I mean, and I think the way that Flores handled the QB situation there uh, is – very akin to the way Belichick handled his, and I think it's. I think it weighs. I think it looks bad for both of them in terms of future head coaching opportunities. All right, if you want to get in on any of the uh, the news of the night, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, or what the trickle down effect would be if Bill Belichick does not get a job with the Atlanta Falcons or anybody else, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is the number to jump aboard. Also, it's Wednesday night. We might as well take a peek at the uh, conference championship games this weekend. Uh, Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, and Lions, the big storylines in those games. We'll get to all that. Keith and Fitzy here on WEI, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Bruins are trying to make it a clean sweep of their latest five-game homestand tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes in town. Right now, at the end of the first period, the Hurricanes are up 1-0 over your Boston Bruins. The Celtics, they're back on the court tomorrow night when they'll be in Miami to take on the Heat. The Celtics have announced a clean injury report for tomorrow night's game. The Heat have finalized the deal with former Celtic Terry Rozier to join their squad. He's been cleared to make his debut tonight against the Grizzlies in Miami. Other NBA news, Doc Rivers has been hired by the Milwaukee Bucks just one day after firing their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin. Doc Rivers began serving as an informal consultant to Griffin back in December at the behest of the team. The team quickly moved to agree to a deal with Doc after moving on from Griffin after just 43 games. NFL head coach watch continues. No news on the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. But Mike Vrabel did meet with the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, today. He's also set to meet with the Panthers tomorrow. And some breaking news tonight. Jim Harbaugh is done at Michigan. He now becomes head coach 
of the Chargers. I'm Stids. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. They have this sandwich, the Italiano, and I want to try this steak tips, truffle mushroom, ravioli, crispy prosciutto, arugula, fat moon farm mushrooms over a creamy balsamic brodo. I don't know if I'm on an island. I could listen to Wiggy read an Italian menu from now until the end of time. (laughs) No, you're not. Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast on the Odyssey app or at WEEI.com. The Greg Hill Show, morning 6 to 10 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. WEEI. Every big game requires big snacks. Don't fumble your snacking duties. Munch the good vibe on game day with Wise Snacks. Your crowd will go wild for Wise Snacks. Grab a bag of Golden Original Potato Chips, Cheese Doodles, Wise Popcorn, or scoop and score some extra flavor with Ridgies. Perfect for dips, salsas, and guac. In honor of the big game, Wise is giving away authentic pro football jerseys to 100 lucky fans. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win and flex your football fandom. Find Wise Snacks at your local price chopper. For too long, I've waited around on medical appointments for me and my family. But now that Prime offers 24-7 virtual care through One Medical, I decide when our visit starts. It seems we're not so different, them and I. (laughs) Mom, I think it's supposed to be they and I. I think you're supposed to be resting while I text with the doctor right now. Smart little minion. Your care team on call. A new add-on from Prime. Hi, it's Sean McDonough inviting you to join me on The Greg Hill Show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. We'll talk about the top stories of the week in Boston sports, and we'll have some laughs, too. All presented by Ketchis Law Group, New England's injury pros at KetchisLaw.com. Fresh, sweet, and packed with vitamin C, mandarins and navel oranges are on sale at Shaw's and Star Market. Today through Thursday, pick up two-pound bags of Cuties mandarins or four-pound bags of Signature Farms navel oranges for just $2.97 when you use a digital coupon limit two when you shop at the shah's app you get amazing deals and earn points on every purchase short on time order free curbside pickup or get delivery save on mandarins and navel oranges today shah's and star market perfecting the art of fresh hey it's 4 a.m for home oil delivery you need a company your family can depend on that's mcfarland energy and whether you're in greater boston the north shore or on the cape right now mcfarland's providing new home oil delivery customers with a free two-year oil heat service plan when you sign up for their automatic delivery. Plus, mention WEEI and they'll take $300 off a Mitsubishi heat pump install. Thinking of changing home oil delivery companies? You can always rely on McFarlandEnergy.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing. Together millions of things for our planet. Resolve to recycle more. Recycle paper, bottles, and cans directly and recycle old clothes by donating them. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? There's no place like home, but the 99 restaurant comes close with the return of our home-style chicken pot pie. Tender, all-white meat chicken covered with that flaky, buttery crust. Made to order, served, piping hot. It's chicken pot pie time at the 99. You gotta love the nines. 
You let him try violin because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. This new year, make some resolutions that will improve the environment. Resolve to recycle more. Recycle paper, bottles, and cans. Reuse paper and plastic bags and get a reusable bag for groceries. Recycle old clothes by donating them to charity. And recycle old electronics like TVs, computers, and cell phones at appropriate e-waste facilities. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Texting Hewitt has a plan to get your tax refund fast. With a buck, buck here, buck, buck there. Here, buck, there, buck, everywhere, buck, buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no-fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Don't settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No-fee refund advance loans by Republic Bank offered to eligible clients. Money today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Rich Keep Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Never too early to take a look at the conference championship weekend. And since this is the last time, Fitzy, you're going to be on this program uh, prior to the games. Yes. Let's take a peek at the AFC and NFC championship games. You have Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, and Lions. Let's start with the AFC. Uh, bad news for the Chiefs. Looks like Joe Tooney might be out. Yeah, I heard. That's not good. The guy's a killer. The guy's an absolute beast. Uh, Ravens favored in this game. Will this be the year that Lamar Jackson breaks through the AFC, really the stranglehold that is Patrick Mahomes, and gets to the Super Bowl? You know, I thought initially, yes, that it would be. Uh, They seem like the better team, the most impressive performance by any of the eight teams in the divisional round was the second half by the Ravens for sure. However, the second half that the Chiefs put on against the Buffalo Bills, and that defense is pretty banged up, but probably on par with the Texans, was also pretty damn impressive as well. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens should win because of the home home field advantage because this seems to be their year. But that story that I said, I don't know. Did you guys cover it last night, the whole refereeing situation in the Ravens? No, we didn't Chiefs talk game? about it last night. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. so I sent Rich a story last night. Basically, a little bit of a Keefe spiracy going on right mm-hmm. now that people are talking about in the NFL. The NFL, after coming off of those massive, massive ratings for the divisional round game of Bills Chiefs, which is becoming an annual classic. It is really kind of like the new Brady Manning Patriots, Colts or Pats Broncos. Yeah. 56 million total viewers, averaging over 50 million. You're telling me that the NFL isn't already doing the math and behind closed doors trying to figure out a way to get Mahomes and the Chiefs and especially Taylor Swift and Travis yeah. Kelsey back to the to the big game, to the bowl? Hell yeah, of course they are. Mm-hmm. And so this official, God, I'm trying to find his name right now, this ref that they got going to, that is calling the game Sunday, 
is the referee that calls the most penalties. All right, here it is. Um, yeah. Warren Sharp published this yesterday. So the name of this official, uh, I think it's like Steve. It's not Steve Smith. Um, this dude, Sean Smith. Sean okay, ready for this. Smith. Okay, right. Sean Smith, road teams win at the number one highest rate when Sean Smith calls games. He penalizes home teams in ways no other referee does, and he has been named the referee for the Chiefs at Ravens AFC Championship. This is an NBA move. This is something you would get out of the NBA the fi- playbook back the in the fixer? day who's the fixer? to make sure that the Lakers get in and not the Kings or not the 100%. Jailblazers or not the Suns or whatever. Man. Yes. They Unreal. want is like it's is the it Super great? Bowl. People are going to watch the Super Bowl regardless. It could be the two worst teams. Greed. It's still the Super Bowl. Like, good Gr- lord, greed is good. <laughs> I guess so. Man, now they're at the NFL is pulling out all the stops. Yeah, and I wouldn't be. You know, hey, listen, the Chiefs played so well in that game against the Bills. So the, that, the you know the Ravens are going to have to beat the refs and the Chiefs. It's, the Ravens, like. yes, they're at home. They're going to need their fans. Three and a half to get point loud. favorites. You got an early lean on that one. Three and a half. Uh, loving. I I like Chiefs. I like Chiefs on the money line. Right, and I'm certainly going to. Te- I'm going to tease the Chiefs up the wazoo. Yeah, I I kind of think Chiefs. And I know this isn't their. It's not their best offense. It might be their best defense, though, of the last six years. Six straight. Sneed finally just gave up a touchdown last weekend, and it took an absolute phenomenal uh, pitch and catch from Allen to Shakir to beat him. And Chris Jones has been an absolute beast for them. Carl Uh, Loftus is good. Their safety play has been good. Like, the Chiefs' defense is solid. Solid. Now, losing Tooney, like you said, especially against a team that has... Arguably two of the best five linebackers in the NFL coming after you. The and that game. was like, really how they lost that Super Bowl to Brady a couple years back was that their offensive line was horrible. And Mahomes was just running for his life. The Bucks defense is good. but guard, That offensive line terrible. was just thrashed at that point. But you wonder if Kelsey still has more left in the tank because he had, they kept showing the graphic during the game last week. He had like a 10-week stretch where he had like one touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then he scored twice. One of them he was left wide open. The other one he made an incredible play and, and dove and hit the pylon. But... It's hard to bet against the Chiefs in these situations. It's six straight AFC Championship games. So what would the Patriots do? Eight? I think eight was the most in a row they did, right? From 11 to to 18. Correct. Which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still six straight. So, I mean, every year Mahomes has been the starter. (laughs) They've made the AFC Championship game, trying to make it to the Super Bowl for the fourth time and trying to win their third Super Bowl. So that, that is off the charts. Meanwhile, Lamar's never been there, so this would be a big breakthrough for Lamar Jackson. On the other side, Brock Purdy and the 49 Brock Purdy's never been there. Uh, and then Jared Goff has, but not with the Lions, and clearly the Lions haven't been there. So, I mean, you have some good storylines, and obviously you're right. The league is probably going to want the Mahomes-Kelsey-Taylor Swift angle. I think, just putting that aside, I think you would have... You have a good Super Bowl matchup regardless. It's an easy sell as a football fan. Mm-hmm. Detroit is the team that everybody's pulling for just because Detroit is just one of is like basically what the Patriots have done over the last 20 years. The Lions have done the opposite and it's been for 30 years or, four, right. or 35 years. Like they have just the pits and now they have a chance to to beat the, the 49ers. So what do you like in that game? Not, not who do you like, but like what storyline or aspect of Lions Niners do you like? What I what I'm hoping to see is the best offensive line remaining in the playoffs and one mm-hmm. of the best in the NFL 
hold up against that absolute jailbreak of a pass rush. And the Packers did a pretty damn good job of keeping Jordan Love clean last weekend as well. Just the Packers just didn't know how to capitalize on their opportunities. Right. If they can keep Goff clean, because he's not great. He doesn't move like Jordan Love. He doesn't no, have the same arm as well. He needs a cleaner pocket. He needs to be able to operate on the rhythm and the timing as well. So this could be an absolute showcase for Ben Johnson, whether he's on his way out the door after Sunday or in a couple of weeks if the Lions go to the Super Bowl. Because I think you can, if you keep him clean and you give him enough time to pass, as you saw last weekend, you can throw on the Niners. You, they, oh, they're so beatable to me. And if, I, yeah, if Debo Samuel same. can't go, I mean, I don't know if he can. I think they said 50-50 the other day. We'll see. But So even if Debo Samuel does play. Yeah, today, Kyle Shanahan said, someone was like, uh, yeah, uh, what was the update? Uh, he didn't practice uh, his shoulder. Yeah, what's wrong with him? Um, and Shanahan just said, his shoulder hurts. <laughs> it was was very dull chicken. Wasn't the, the line somewhere it was like, it's not broken? It's like, okay, he doesn't have a broken shoulder, but. Okay. All right, Thanks, coach. Appreciate so that. I, I don't know. I, I think they're they're definitely beatable. You can see them getting thrown on a little bit, and there's something just the the team of destiny thing. I know not everybody buys in on it, but like, is this just sort of the year for Detroit to kind of put it all together, go on this on this run? It kind of feels that way. But one yeah, thing, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say like they have one. Uh, they now they've had a number of injuries in the secondary over the course of the season. They've lost corners and safeties. Um, they still have Traverius Ward, who's really good. But otherwise, you saw these young Packers receivers finding space over the middle, cooking that guy, whatever is, uh, I, forget, I think maybe his last name is Thomas, number 20 for the Packers, oh, excuse yeah. me, for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it's a mismatch every time. <laughs> and if you think like, so I think Amon Ross St. Brown can get open against just about anybody yeah and and you've got laporta craig reynolds is playing really well yeah that's a fleet of receivers and they've got great backs jameer gibbs is on a heater right now if you give Goff the time i think the lions go toe-to-toe i would love to see them not just cover for all, all of our wallets and online portfolio benefits I'd love to see them win. I would love, love, love to see them win. No, I kind of feel like both underdogs have a great chance. I, th- I think it could be a, a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl. It could be that Taylor Swift-M&M Super Bowl that everybody wants. I think there's a real uh, chance for it because... Taylor Swift-M&M Super Bowl, that's right. Yeah, I think I think you could get it. And, I mean, the Ravens have been such a great team and... Uh, in the first half, they didn't look like it last week. And then second half, they kind of established themselves. Now, they were also playing the worst team. Well, probably, I guess, them or the Packers, I guess. Well, no, I think the Packers are better than the Texans. So they probably had oh, the yeah. be- the easiest matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the 49ers probably should have lost that game the way they were playing. They, they pulled it out, and they won. And one thing that every time I, I watch them play, I'm still flabbergasted that the Carolina Panthers didn't even get a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. He's got like a thousand touchdowns. He scores a touchdown every game he plays with the Niners. He led the league in rushing again this year. He's a threat out of the backfield. He can throw the ball for God's sakes. He's really given that offense, which was already good, just like another huge boost. Mm-hmm. And they traded like a two, a three, and a four for him. I'm like, how? Highway robbery. It's nuts. Like, what players never get traded for like proper draft pick compensation like it never adds up to me like i never get like these great players going for like twos and threes oh you mean like jimmy garoppolo for a second when there the reports had belichick being offered multiple first by the browns yeah. previously and he's like nah, nah let's just do a two let's forget well, it I, well 
the the marvel of the San Francisco 49ers is the sort of the split in their drafting. Yeah. In that no one has done a better job building a roster than the San Francisco 49ers, yet no one has pulled off a worst first round draft pick trade and ultimate draft pick with the all that they mortgaged for Trey Lance and how crappy he was and what they the bag of balls they got in return from Dallas for him. And yet still, probably the best roster in the NFL. I mean, they have absolutely smoked every other pick, transaction, and move. It's really uh, mind-boggling because they traded, not only, they did the double whammy, right? They they drafted a bust, but they traded up to draft the bust. So not only did you just swing and miss on the guy, it wasn't just that. It wasn't like, oh, we have a really high draft pick. That guy didn't work out, like, on to the next pick. It's mm-hmm. You gave up multiple ones in order to get him. Like, think of all the other players that could have just been on the Niners instead. So many guys. Receiver, it, what, like, more receivers, other defenders, like. A million guys. Yeah, they. If they if they actually nailed that pick and didn't screw it up with Trey Lance, then I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want to know what this team was capable of. But like they crushed it in the McCaffrey deal. Mm-hmm. They um whatever they paid for Trent Williams, they if they paid triple, it still would have been a steal because the guy is hands down the best offensive lineman in the NFL, the best left tackle we've seen in ages, and is always a huge just a massive upgrade for them. So they they, they traded uh, the third overall pick, or in order to get the third overall pick, I should say, they traded the number 12 pick in that draft, Mm -hmm. the number 29 pick in 2022, as well as the third rounder in 2022, and a first rounder in 2023, which ended up being 29. So basically three first round picks and a third for the one first round pick, which you screwed up. Mm-hmm. And the number 12 Massive. pick, by the way, in the, the, was Micah Parsons. So you could have just had Micah Parsons. <laughs> what would you do if Micah Parsons was on the 49ers? Forget it. I mean, you wouldn't even play the games anymore. But then, like, they That's have it. no business being in the position they are because you're not supposed to blow the draft pick of a lifetime right. once you finally get up to three and get the quarterback that you've coveted. And then, oh, by the way, the next year, like, just grab some, you know, I some never... kid, some stiff as the last pick yeah. in the draft. And have this kid turn out to be the perfect operator of your, you know, wunderkind coach's offense. I, I never really understood it. And it's still perplexing to me that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan probably are the two guys that you would think, oh, any quarterback would be good with them. Like any quarterback would be good. They both took guys that they didn't like to the Super Bowl. Really, like Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo and Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl. And then they both were like, not good enough. We need to upgrade. And so the Rams traded Goff with a first-round pick and, like, other stuff to get Stafford, and that, that one worked out. Meanwhile, the, the 49ers were like, let's trade all our draft picks for three years in a row and get Trey Lance, and then that didn't work. And then the guy that they drafted with the last pick in the draft a year ago ends up being their starter. Once again, they're a game away from the Super Bowl. But those two guys seem to be, like, rosters that are, that are almost QB-proof, and mm-hmm. yet even they felt... And their general managers felt like, no, we need we need to go crazy and, and try to get the quarterback. I didn't really get that. Um, it's just like the Giants, like when the Giants gave Daniel Jones all that money. I was like, Brian Dayball will just find the next Daniel Jones. You don't need to give him $40 million to stick around. No, and now they're screwed again this year because yeah. they still owe him a bunch of money. The guy's going to be coming off of a rebuilt ACL. Yeah. They'll be in quarterback hell for a while. Like, that has set them back a ton. Yeah, that was that was a that was a silly move. I don't know why they like. Hey, we got went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Let's 
hamstring the team for a couple of years by paying this guy that no one thinks yeah. is that good. I also think, you know, we always look at the quarterbacks, but the head coaches, too, that are playing this weekend. Andy Reid, I mean, already one of the greatest coaches of all time. He could add to his resume, add to his legacy. John Harbaugh could uh, go from, you know, a long list of, of guys who have won one Super Bowl up to a, a smaller group that have won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, make it to a second one uh, yeah. almost a decade later, no less. That's right. staying power. Yeah, and with, like, such a different roster. You know, like uh, and that, and that would be another guy that would win it with two quarterbacks. That's a, that's a different list too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, meanwhile, in the NFC, you have you have Dan Campbell, who like truly is playing with house money at this point. Nobody expected him or the team to be there. And then Kyle Shanahan, who just always gets lumped in with the best coaches in the NFL and guys that you would want, but his resume isn't. Like his big game yes. resume, I should say. His overall resume is solid. His big game resume is not ideal. I know last year there's a million injuries at quarterback. So be it. That you know, it's tough luck. But he was also the offensive coordinator in that Falcon Super Bowl with the greatest collapse ever. So at some point, Kyle Shanahan is gonna have to win it in order to like justify all the compliments that he gets all the time. Oh no, he's of the four. Dan Campbell will, I mean, just for getting Detroit to the playoffs and winning not one but two games at home for those fans, man is an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, legacy already established. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, legacy pretty much established. And the fact that he's coached for a decade and a half, like, yeah, he's legit. Oh, yeah. But Kyle Shanahan, this is that's huge. the guy that needs the Super Bowl championship to sort of validate everything that he's done and help get all those people off of his back for all the bad decisions in Super Bowl 51 and the inability to cross the finish line here now with this unbelievable roster. Like, how many years are the Niners going to be able to carry this loaded roster before Ayuk's get paid and if they pay Purdy and everyone else, that ends up weighing the roster down and costing them some of the key contributors they have? I mean, this is his seventh year there. They've made the playoffs uh, four of the seven. And, you know, the one trip to the Super Bowl where famously they lose with uh, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, the guy's got a great record. He's got a great record in the playoffs. Like, all of it is there. That's the only thing that's missing. Because then you wonder, all right, are they then capable of going on, like, a mini run? Because right when you see a team kind of pop off and then it's like, all right, are they going to be back? Are they going to win multiple ones? But, no, I think the most pressure for sure is on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, most pressure pressure on any individual player do you have one because Mahomes oh, sure. is 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 coming at it as an underdog in this round which is a little mm-hmm. bit a little rare for him Only and it's his another second road, road playoff right game, Rich. exactly so do you have one guy that jumps out to you as the most pressure oh by a country mile it's Lamar Jackson yeah because everybody was going crazy last week they're like see he is good in the playoffs and I was like all right they beat the Texans in the divisional round by a 10-point favorite. Let's see what happens when they're playing against the Chiefs at home with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's got to be Lamar. It's got to be Lamar. and I, I would say Lamar followed by Purdy. Yeah, because you wonder. What if, yeah, what if he stinks and all of a sudden next thing you know, like there was talk that they were going to bring in Phillip Rivers last year because Purdy's UCL was hurt. If Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were able to convince Brady to come out of retirement, they were going to bench Purdy for the year and yeah. let Brady play one final victory lap season and hopefully get to the Super Bowl in the uniform of the team he grew up rooting for. Didn't it is happen, funny. obviously. Yeah. What if he sucks on what if he sucks on Sunday? Yeah, because he was at one point in the MVP cover. He was actually the favorite at one point, which was crazy. Like Vegas favorite to be the MVP right. this year mm-hmm. as the season was going on. And then last week, 
all the commentary during that game was like, this guy's killing them. And like, they got, they got to upgrade their quarterback. So marquee game. I mean, the, the biggest game of his career for sure. If he really struggles, then yeah, yeah, there's something there. If Purdy struggles, I just want to put it on the record that I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers, you know, ring. Hey, this is coach Mayo. Yeah. How about like, just about a fifth for Mac right now. And we'll just like, let it maybe. Would you take it? Well, right now their backups are Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. So I guess we'd rather have Mac Jones play or Sam Darnold play. I think I would rather have Mac Jones play. I don't even know. I still think I think watch. <laughs> I no, Kyle Shanahan would rebuild. But I'll just have happen. McCaffrey take all the snaps and we'll figure Fine. it out. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a couple more days to talk about the uh, conference championship games coming up on Sunday. Ravens Chiefs at the early game. And then it is uh, 49ers Lions. I think we're in store for a couple of good ones. I'm leaning towards the uh, the dogs. Maybe even a mm-hmm. tease, like Fitzy said. Not a oh, bad idea. Give me the dog. I like the I like both dogs. I love yep. that tease. And yeah, I know you called it the Eminem Taylor Swift Bowl. I've been thinking of it all along as the bookend bowl because I don't believe an NFL season has ever began and ended with the same matchup. Yeah, that is interesting. It would also throw off the scent of the the logo, the colors in the Super Bowl logo. Nah, if you mix blue and red, it makes purple. See? (laughs) That's true. That's true. I guess you have that. All right, you can jump in here if you want to hit on the uh, conference championship games. Feel free. But also the news of the night, Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. It seems like Ben Johnson, although that's not official, going to the Commanders. So maybe only three jobs left. Bill Belichick, still nothing there. And Mike Vrabel is getting another interview with the Falcons. So all that is on the table. We'll update our uh, poll right now on the uh, Rich Keefe Show Twitter account about uh, who do you want as the next offensive coordinator of the Patriots. So still plenty of program left, including can I get a ruling? Uh, But we'll be right back here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a dude. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. It's a complete crap. Uh, I've got a wide variety of friends, and they'll all drink Heineken. Come on. All right, it's time for Kiefer Madness on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. And uh, a little something different tonight because the Oscar nominations came out yesterday, Fitzy. You're a uh, big movie That's guy. Right. As uh, am I, yes, as, is, as is Stiz. So I thought I'd rather uh, we'll get into some of the news that came out yesterday and during grab bag. But I had the uh, the question for the group here. What is your favorite Oscar winner? Let's say since 2000 for best picture, because some years it's like a big box office movie that everybody's seen. Mm-hmm. Other years, it's like an indie movie that nobody has ever seen. Uh, it's been a foreign film. It's been like everything in between. So starting back in uh, 2000 when Gladiator won, all the way up to last year when Everything Everywhere All at Once won, what is your favorite or a couple of favorites of that group of winners? 
Hmm. You know, I would probably say my favorite since the year 2000. Uh-huh. I'd probably go Argo. I love that movie. Interesting. Love it. Okay. It was, such a, it was a crowd pleaser. It yep. was well made. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Great that, story. That Ben I Affleck. Think it's the best you know? Affleck. Yeah, I love. I love that. Okay. Argo, f yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> big fan of that movie. Yep. Um, love. Obviously, the Return of the King was thrilled to see something that people actually wanted to see. Something that nerd culture supported. I was say hashtag uh, dork movie breaking uh, through. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but there haven't been. I mean, I. I, I don't love most of them. I don't either. Like, I was just reviewing the list. I've got so many issues with Best Picture. Like, yes. you can even just go back a couple of years prior to that. Like, Braveheart wins in 95. Okay, yeah. It hasn't held up so well, but at the time, we we're all like, yeah, finally, a movie everyone uh-huh. loved. All uh-huh. right, awesome. Uh-huh. Then you get into The English Patient over Fargo and Jerry Maguire. Get out of here. Yeah, I would say Fargo. Sure. Okay, Titanic wins. Great. You're going to tell me that history is going to say that Shakespeare in Love was a better or more impactful movie <laughs> no. than Saving Private Ryan? No. Are you nuts? No, the two most egregious ones to me, if we're going back that far, would be uh, Forrest Gump over Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption in 94. That's well, even Quiz Show's a better movie. Yeah, I think they'd like to have that one back. And then uh, Dances with Wolves, great movie, uh, visually stunning. But it beat Goodfellas, and that might be the greatest movie ever made. So that's oh, yeah. I mean, Goodfellas is Goodfellas is like one of the movies they make you study at nerd school, yep. like where I went. Like that is yeah, truly for sure. one of the it's Scorsese's finest movie, and Agreed. easily the best mobster movie ever made. Danielle Murray does a great Karen impression. Nice. Oh my god! It's a- I'm sorry, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Karen, why did you do that? No, when she's yelling, the girl who lives in apartment C. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, My favorite Best Picture winner of all time is still 1991, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that is uh, that is a perfect movie for sure. Let's all remember, Star Wars didn't beat Annie Hall. No, it did not. And Gandhi beat Raiders. The Andy Hall universe, though, with all the new TV shows off of Andy Hall. <laughs> people are loving. The whole Disney Plus they platform is built up. No, you know what? Uh, of recent years, though, I loved Parasite. I think Parasite. Oh, it's an amazing movie. That amazing might be the, movie. Of the last, That's like, 10 or 15, that might be the best of the last 20 uh, for me, like, of winners. There are some other ones that got nominated and lost that I really enjoyed, but as far Couple as winners. good movies in 2019, but Parasite was a special, Holy special smokes. Film. Parasite was, was great. Uh, Nomadland, I did not like at all. I like, loved Nomadland. I know you yes. did. Diz and I are like the only two guys oh. in a, a New England that like that movie. Now, that, that was, was a, a tough lousy year, year for that was a, that, that year was the pits. It was 2020, so that was just a brutal year. I think I saw all those movies that got nominated, though, because there was nothing else to do but sit around and watch movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't particularly love any of them. Uh, everything, Everywhere All at Once was really good. I still don't know why the Batman didn't get nominated. Batman was a great movie. Can I? Um, I may have weighed in. Batman was an, an excellent yeah. film. Just a little too long, a little too dank. But, yeah. uh, well, I mean, if they're going to give it to the movie that the people wanted, then Top Gun Maverick should have won Best Picture last Agreed. year. Because um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which I still have to see. Mm, uh, so I, some, peop- some people are just still 
just in love with the ban- the Banshees of Inishir and I like that one I a lot. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that one was um, cool. That was good. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once would have been a much better movie if it was not two and a half hours long. Like that, like the whole like joke could have been an email. That should have been an hour and forty five minutes. I got yeah. the idea. I see where you went. There's really cool stuff in there, but you're right. It didn't. I need was to exhausted be by an yeah. hour and forty minutes, and it still went on another forty minutes. It, this year it should be Oppenheimer. That's why I asked the question because if. When Oppenheimer wins, that'll probably be the answer for a lot of people, of, or like what their favorite movie is of the last uh, of the winners of the last twenty years. It should be because it is far and away the best movie, at least I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and the best movie of the year. Like, let's go back and look at a couple other ones. For example, like um, let's uh, like twenty seventeen, The Shape of Water. Are Ooh. you kidding me? Yeah, The Shape of Water. I mean, I love Guillermo del Toro and all the weird stuff he does and all the horror stuff he does. I didn't love that movie. I thought three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri was fantastic. So good. That yep. one. So good. That might be my favorite of uh, that year. That's that was a t- also Get that's Out's That's a tough year, watch, but it's a well. Get, oh, it is. Get Out is great. Yeah, Get Out's really good. Dunkirk. Dunkirk's like the great. Most, yeah. awesome. The most underrated Chris Nolan movie. Yep, that's true. Tremendous movie. And uh, that's also got one of my my uh, Dark Horse favorites of the this century i love ladybird so much i think that is such a simple little not a lot of movie. movies in uh, sacramento putting sacramento on the map no you're right. right not yeah. a lot and also <laughs> greta gerwig once again overlooked by the by the academy yeah this year she uh she was how about uh did you guys see birdman the i have birdman on my list no. you so, like birdman yeah, yeah so going oh. back since 2000 i had like seven that All right, i was what do you trying got? to nail down what do you got 2007 no country for old men love i it. love it love i'm with you on that one i love that 2008 one. hurt locker uh, yeah, good her was good. Yep. Yeah, I did have uh, uh, Birdman. I liked Birdman because it was all like a one. Uh, I yeah. believe it was like one giant shot. If I'm mm. if I'm right, or yeah. something close. Might to have it. been. Might uh, have 2018 been. Green Book. Yeah, uh, with Mahershala Ali and yep. uh, I forget Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah, Mortensen. Yeah, yep. That was every racist grandma's favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But great movie. 2015 <laughs> Spotlight. Uh, with my guy oh, that yeah. was about the Boston Globe. I watched that with the kids the other night. Oh, you did? Yeah, good. <laughs> nice they loved family it. movie, yep. Uh, 2020, No Man Land. And then 2021, have you guys seen Coda? Oh, I liked Coda. I liked oh, Coda. terrific movie. Yeah, I liked Coda oh. a lot. Coda um, was very you good. Know, you know, Rich, one, one year that had a sneaky number of worthy movies, and it's one that is remembered by the gaff at the Oscars, was 2016 in March of 2017, the famous, like, La La Land one. No, sorry. Whoops, we read the wrong movie. Oh, it was yeah. Moonlight. Okay. A lot of people don't like Moonlight because they don't quite. I thought I think it's a uh, quiet, contemplative, like beautiful little poem of a movie. Yep. I don't think it's a best picture, but no. it's a beautiful movie. Um, Hell or High Water. Awesome. Great. Holy smokes. Is that a good movie? movie. Yeah. Oh, like I love that. And a lot of other years would have been the best picture. Wow, never Hit, seen it. I'm gonna have to check uh, it out. Stiz. I watch that ASAP. It watch was it on. It was on Stiz. Netflix. I don't know if it's still okay. there or not. But okay. yeah, Stiz has watch it that. Um, uh, Hidden Figures, great movie. Yeah, great movie. Manchester yep. by the Sea is great. emotionally oh, wrenching I a movie. Man. Devastating. Uh, and in a couple of the bar scenes, if you want to listen yeah, real close. That's right. And you hear someone going like, yeah, excuse me. Can I get a beer? That's me. That's right. Is uh, that right? That's right. I'll have to, I'll have to go back. Although I got to fast forward. I don't know if I can rewatch the whole thing. Nope. It's no, a that's a one and done for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the movie that was announced as the winner, to me, should have won, I think, the this century's best director, Damien Chazelle. Um, I, La La Land, I think, is a spectacular movie. Interesting. I've never seen it. Um, 
awesome. Arrival was that same year, which I love. I would even I would throw Denny Villeneuve as one of the best directors of the last ten years. Arrival was that the Alien one? Yeah, with with Amy Adams. That was so good. Yeah, Uh, that's so good. Emotionally, that hits like a freight train at the end. Yes, it does. That's incredible. That's yes. There you go. There's our uh, our Oscars minute. And uh, yeah, I think we all have Oppenheimer winning for for this year. All right, three hours down, one hour to go. Grab bag, of course, on the way at 920. But coming up next, can I get a ruling here on WEEI?